You're watching one of a series of videos where Elisa Childers and I respond to 23 progressive Christian claims, kind of like a progressive Christian manifesto that was written by Ragamuffin TV. We deal with these claims, some good, some bad, some ugly, and I'm hoping that this helps you to think biblically. Oh, so, okay, number 11 is anyone who interprets the Bible literally needs to take a literature class. <laughs> Um, so the implication here is that we have one way of interpreting the whole Bible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So either it's literal or it's not yeah. literal. And that's going to be a, we'll, we'll discuss later. They don't even think this is true. Yeah. Um, with, with the later questions they ask. But, um, I would say most Christians, hopefully will when they say I interpret the Bible, literally what they actually mean isn't as it being a genre of literal writing, yes. what they mean is they interpret it as it means what it means. I don't yeah. make things metaphorical that are not. Genre matters. Context matters. Some stuff is very literal. Um, when uh, when they're standing at the ascension and Jesus goes up to heaven, bodily goes up, and then an angel says, why do you stand here waiting? The same Jesus who you've seen come, go up into heaven, he's going to come back in the same way he just left. Well, guess what? His his return is going to be bodily and physical, just like he left. That's a that's very clearly not yeah. metaphorical, although some try to say it is. Yeah. Eschatology gets weird because of it. But but here, when um, you read in the, in the Psalms, my favorite example is when David says, um, "I make my bed swim with my tears." Does David mean that he has magical tears that come out <laughs> of his eyes? And they flood his whole room, and then his bed becomes like alive and starts swimming around in his room. Right, right. No, no, that's poetry. Yeah. We recognize that. So yeah, you have to interpret genre and context. So I would say this, um, anyone who interprets the Bible as metaphor needs to take a literature class. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. That's so true. Any, yeah, anyone who just allegorizes or, or mythologizes anything they don't really want to have to really take a hard look at or obey, I, I think that's a very good point, Mike. Very good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and and question twelve gets gets into the detail. You see that they realize it's more complicated. Than yes, that. they do. So number twelve says, uh, these are the four primary hermeneutics for scripture: uh, literal, moral, allegorical, and anagogic. Ana how do you say that word? Anagogical. 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 Not just literal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I don't understand this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we have four primary hermeneutics, like at all. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, the first one they list is literal. Yeah. <laughs> so they acknowledge that you can interpret the Bible literally. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so at 11 and 12 are self-contradictory. There's no self-reflection here. There's no nuance. There's no careful thinking, mm -hmm. but moral, moral is not a genre in scripture like literal is right. Allegorical, um, is a tricky one because there are allegories in the Bible. Yeah. Um, Jesus's parables are like allegories, mm -hmm. but, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you could just take, say, well, like Jonah's an allegory. Yeah. Well, it, it looks, it looks like historical to me, you know, so yeah. the, you have to look at the, the different uh, things. So this is not good hermeneutics. This isn't like they're acting like they're accessing, Oh, it's hermit. I use the fancy word hermeneutics, mm -hmm. the art and study of uh, science, uh, you know, interpretation of scripture. Yeah. But, but I don't think these are right. Like I want to look at, uh, there's, there's literal passages. Yes, there are. There's also like poetic passages. There's prose. Those are two different things. 
there's um, historical passages. Um, there are didactic passages, like in the epistles, which I think are my favorite for some reason. I just love the didactic, the teaching passages. Mm-hmm. passages. So, yeah, um, I don't. Twelve is just. It just feels like nonsense yeah. to me. Yeah. You will either you this one. This one, by the way, I, I believe if I remember right, got made into a meme and went all over the place because I saw a meme of something very similar to this everywhere. And so this is, uh, you will either use the Bible to interpret Jesus or Jesus to interpret the Bible. So you will either use the Bible to interpret Jesus or Jesus to interpret the Bible. What do you think about that? This is the thing I'm worried about. This is growing in popularity, actually, and and it, I think it is confusing to people legitimately. Um, this is also uh, the fancy version of this is Greg Boyd's cruciform hermeneutic. Mm-hmm. That's what he calls it. But it's basically the same thing. I'm using Jesus to interpret the Bible. Brian Zahn says he will not go traipsing around in the Old Testament without Jesus. Right. And he, rec- he recounts a story how he's reading <clears throat> some passage of the Old Testament in the law and he, he brings Jesus with him. Now, keep in mind, this is key. What does he mean by Jesus? Yes. Right. Brian Zahn says he's, he goes with Jesus and he reads this passage and he says to Jesus, what do you think about this passage? And then Jesus, and I'm recounting it just the way Zahn does. And Jesus says to Zahn, what do you think about it, Brian? And Brian says, well, I think in light of your teaching about, you know, loving and mercy that we need to reconsider this and, you know, basically say it's wrong. And then Jesus says to Zahn, according to Zahn, I think so too. (laughs) Um, Wow. This, in other words, this is this. I take my private revelation of Jesus, my private opinion of Jesus, my private extra-biblical version of Jesus, and I use him to help me have authority to disagree with what God has said in his word. That is, I mean, this is like idolatry. Yeah, It's, it's pretty serious stuff. So there's a dangerous false assumption here, and that's that you have some Jesus that you know about apart from the Bible. Yeah. Like, what version of Jesus are you getting that it doesn't use the Bible? You don't have the Sermon of the Mount without the Bible. You don't have a blessed are the peacemakers without the Bible. And in scripture, God labored. He, Jesus himself says that the Old Testament was all about him. Do you get this? Like Jesus's words, the Old Testament's about me, yeah. which means you are to interpret me through understanding the Old Testament. That I, I think this is huge and people miss it, but the scripture, the Old Testament gives us the interpretive grid for understanding Jesus in the new. God lays out all these things like the sacrifices and atonement and his prophecies. And he gives all these pictures of deliverers and uh, Messiah-like figures like Moses and David and all these different characters so that we, when we see Jesus, we'll understand who he is and what he's doing. What they're doing is they're interpreting Jesus in a way he didn't want them to. Mm. And then interpreting the Bible in a way he never would. Jesus says the scripture cannot be broken. He says that all things that are written of him must be fulfilled. Jesus affirms uh, the Bible. And so to promote an attitude toward the Bible that Jesus would never have and would never promote and then do it in the name of Christ is basically a false Christ creating a false Christianity. Yeah. I I, I don't, I'm blown away. I don't know how can I, can I overstate this? This is damnable behavior in the eyes of God. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to be dismissed by the progressive Christians as, see, typical conservative Christian, and it's like, well, you're just condemning me. I'm condemning you. The question is, who's biblical? I'm sorry. Who judges between us? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be putting up one of these videos every single day until the entire series is uploaded on my channel with a playlist. So you might want to subscribe if you want to get those notifications. But if you can't wait, there's links to the two video interviews 
in large form that I already did on the Lisa Childers channel down below.